Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the Alex Trebek stage at Sony Picture Studios, this is Inside Jeopardy! Hello and welcome back to Inside Jeopardy, your exclusive and official podcast destination for all things happening in the world of Jeopardy. I'm Sarah Foss and I'm joined today by Buzzy Cohen on this Christmas holiday. Merry Christmas, Sarah. Well, thank you. I have to say it's a sad day because this means I have to stop playing the holiday carols, which have been going on since Thanksgiving. I start them Mm. early and I go all the way through Christmas, but after today... It's over. It's over. They're done. You know, speaking of Christmas, the 12 days of Christmas, you know, gets a lot of flack for being a lot of birds, right? A mm-hmm. lot of birds. Yeah. But the exceptions, of course, Five Gold Rings, Maids of Milken, Lords of Leapin, Drummers Drummin'. There is a theory out there on the internet mm. that those items are just other birds. The Five Gold Rings are ringneck pheasants. Uh, I believe the Maids of Milken might be magpies because they hang out around cows a lot. So it's all birds. It's It's not a lot of birds. It's only birds. Well, I have this book at home. I'm going to have to go home and take a closer look. Well, I think the original meaning might have been lost. But how do you celebrate? I want to hear. We know about the 16 crates. You know, we're pre-recording this. We are. Let's let's just admit that. Yeah. I'm not at Sarah's house on Christmas Day. I'm spending my Christmas with with all of you and Buzzy. (laughs) Never. You are sort of mistaken. Couldn't be true. It would be quite a festivity. That's true. But. It's not happening because we're with our families. What's a Christmas morning? Walk me through it. Well, my older daughter is the early riser. My okay. younger daughter, not so much. So it's like a compromise. Like my older one is like, can I get up? Can I get up? No, you can't. No, you can't. You know, and then I got to get my husband up. So at some point we coordinate. Everyone is able to come out and see what Santa has brought. And so we do Santa Santa at our house, he doesn't wrap the gifts. So Santa's gifts are out and in the open. And then the wrapped gifts are from my husband and I or from my parents. We're at my parents' house normally in Palm Springs. So it's a fun morning of opening presents and having a little hot chocolate, a little latte for me, eggnog latte. (laughs) <laughs> and then we cook a big Christmas Day meal. So what does that look like? Talk, I, I mean, I, I have no, yeah. I have very little it looks experience. Very <laughs> similar to your Thanksgiving meal. Okay, but it's Christmas. That sounds amazing. I'm jealous. Yeah. It's a nice holiday, and um, you know, just really with my kids who are now ten and six, just really appreciating every year of these family memories because mm. they go by too quickly. But for our first group of Second Chance contestants, who are, of course, from last season, Monday of Christmas meant day two of the finals. So we're going to find out tonight just who clinched the first spot in Champions Wild Card from Second Chance season 39. And, of course, last week we officially wrapped up our Champions Wild Card competition for those season 37 and season 38 players. The winners who are headed to the Tournament of Champions being Josh Sack from the Spades Group, Emily Sands of the Diamonds, Nick Casconi of the Clubs, and Young Shin Wong, all hearts from the hearts. hearts group. 
We are going to actually speak with Young Shen a little later in the pod about his victory and how he is preparing for the TOC. And we're going to highlight that final, that Game 2 final. Plus, we're going to talk about the first four games of Second Chance. So, it's a big show. Yeah. But first, as always, it's time to take a look back, Buzzy, at this week in Jeopardy history. Let's meet today's contestants. This young woman is very sure about what she'll do with her earnings. Now all she has to do is earn it. From Hartsdale, New York, welcome Sandy Thomas. With his love of math and his interest in design, he figures he wants to be an architect. From St. Albans, West Virginia, meet Billy King. And academic team, math team, student council, we're just glad she could make time for us. From Owensboro, Kentucky, here's Elizabeth Rogers. And now, here is the host of Jeopardy, Alex Rebeck. Thank you, Johnny. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to our program. Merry Christmas to all of you. I hope today turns out to be a very special day for you and yours. It was on this day back in 2000 when we kicked off Holiday Kids Week, a week-long special where each day three new kids would take the stage to compete Monday's contestants were 12-year-olds Elizabeth Rogers, Sandra Thomas, and 13-year-old Billy King. They competed throughout with holiday-themed categories like a Christmas songbook, Once Upon a December, Santa, and Claus, C-L-A-W-S. It was Billy who locked up the game with a runaway win. And then at the end of the week, the winner who had the highest total you know, throughout the five days would add an extra $5,000 to their total. That week, that person was 13-year-old Adam Bach, who took home $13,800 plus a trip for four to the Hilton Hawaiian Village. That was a prize back then that each of our first place finishers received. This was back, remember, when we were still giving away some cars. Yeah. Like the five-day limit was still in effect for our regular players. Dollar values had not been doubled. This is this is pre my day. You know, yeah. I came around in 2001. So this is early days, but it was always so fun. You know, we did it around the holidays because right. kids could be off school and it was a time that they would maybe have a chance to watch. And Kids Week continued, whether it be Holiday Kids Week or Back to School Week. You know, we would do different iterations and it continued for several years. And, um, you know, we haven't done it now in several years, but who knows? Could who come back. knows? It's fun to think, you know, think back on these kids who were 12 and 13 and now they're 34 35 you know they could have their own kids maybe not quite this age but approaching this age that is crazy to think yeah and we've alluded to it you know michael davies always says he wants to have the best players on the alex trebek stage so we have talked about allowing people like these kids who competed that you know lost their eligibility at that point because they were in a kids' competition that they couldn't then go on to another version of the syndicated show. So who knows what could happen? We could be talking about Billy King or Adam Bach again on the Alex Trebek stage. You just never know. Anything is possible in the new era of Jeopardy, and that is what I love. Well, it is time, Buzzy, to head into our game highlights. We kicked off the week with our final final of the Champions Wildcard Hearts group. Returning champions, Youngshin Wong, Tyler Vandenberg, Gary Hollis back for day two. Tyler came into the game with a commanding lead after being the only player to come up with that correct response in Friday's final Jeopardy. 
Young Shin got off to a great start in this game, too, forming a strong lead early. Then in double jeopardy, he found the first daily double, exclaimed, scared money don't make money, wagered $7,000 and got it correct. Then he follows that up with another $10,000 daily double to secure a two-day combined runaway score heading into final. He wagered zero and he became our final season 37, season 38 champions wildcard winner, earning that fourth spot in the Tournament of Champions. Well, hats off to you, Young Shin. We talked about it last week, you know, just that ability to kind of shake it off and move on, and you saw it there. I just love those big daily doubles, as you know, and that puts you in a place where you can wager zero and not have to stress about it, and you've locked it up while uh, Tyler and Gary are, you know, stuck. Yeah, and Ken pointed out in the post-game chat, he asked Young Shen, you know, after those big daily doubles in Double Jeopardy, did you realize, like, you could not be caught mathematically? And Young Shen said, I have no idea. I'm very bad at math. And then Ken <laughs> followed it up by saying, you know, do your clients know that you're very bad at math? And Young Shen said that the sentencing guidelines for certain felonies are very complicated and that he usually just asks an adult. <laughs> Ken joked, well, it's just like the Final Jeopardy math. I'm given a card for all of the two-day total point affairs that has every yes. scenario because even though Ken is perfectly good at math, there are a lot of numbers. You yeah. used that card when you hosted uh, the TOC. So you know all the different scenarios that show up on this giant mega card yes. and how it can go any number of ways depending on who's correct and who's incorrect and adding up their totals from game one. And it's a, it's a whole thing. One thing we know is Young Shin exclaimed at the very end, everyone here has been amazing. I will buy you all drinks tonight. We're going to have to ask Young Shen a little later in the pod if he made good on that promise. Yeah. Well, <laughs> congrats again. A very, very impressive play. On Tuesday, we kicked off our second chance competition featuring season 39 runners-up Jason Carpenter, Eva Thomas, and Mike Elliott. Jason and Mike were battling back and forth until Mike found the first daily double in double jeopardy and went all in but was unable to come up with the correct response, effectively dropping him out of contention. Eva tried to stave off the runaway, but Jason was able to lock it up on the very last clue of the round by a mere $400. He becomes our first second chance finalist. I feel for Mike oh, Elliott. I know. That because was a that is the right move. Double. That's yes. the right move. You know, like you know, if he gets that, he's, you know, almost got a runaway in the other direction. You know, so Mike, hold your head high. You're playing the game the way it ought to be played. And it's exciting for us at home because that's what you want to see, those big swings. Especially as we've heard a lot of the people coming back for second chance say, Hey, I got a second chance. I'm gonna play as hard as I can. And I love to see it. Yeah, and Mike was one of the contestants who was defeated by Chris Panulo. Interestingly enough, one of the few players who avoided a runaway <laughs> by Chris. So here comes Jason. He puts up a runaway, but that daily double was a tough one. And if that goes a different way, Mike moves on to the finals. We have been talking about it. This was the first show with the new open, mm -hmm. the first game with all of our new material from our writers, our new logo. And so this was a fun behind the scenes shoot. We did this on a couple of tape days and essentially just wanted to capture the staff and crew doing what they do on a normal tape day. So, you know, you get a chance to see Johnny Gilbert, who we often don't have in studio, mm -hmm. but we made sure that we called Johnny in for that day because to see Johnny in his satin jacket mm -hmm. doing his thing, 
You see Lucinda at the end of the shot. She's one of our directors on Jeopardy. We have Lucinda and also Russell Norman. So you get to see her in there. You see Michelle Loud and Billy Weiss, our two head writers. You see the enabler, Michael Harris. You see me. You see Ken getting ready to go out. You see some of our camera operators. When you see three fingers in the air, that's Jimmy McGuire's stage manager, three fingers. So can't wait to hear what everyone thinks of the new Behind the Scenes Open. We thought it was just, especially having our writers back, yeah. you know, just to really show what goes into this. And I loved it. Yeah, and I think, you know, with Inside Jeopardy, we're giving people a little more look in. And so I think, you know, people are enjoying learning more about what goes on, not just in the 22 minutes that we see on television, but everything that happens before and after. Moving on to Wednesday with Javeria Zahir, Sam Clausen, and Jake Garrett. What a great game this was. Sam got off to a hot start, but Juveria caught fire in double jeopardy, stringing together multiple correct responses to take back the lead before finding the first daily double, where she went all in for a whopping $15,200, skyrocketing into the lead. But then Jake finds the next daily double, and he nearly went all in to jump into second place for a moment. But then Sam worked back into second place and somehow denied the runaway against Juveria's massive $32,400 score heading into final. Both Sam and Jake went all in and were correct, but so was Juveria. So she gets that win by just $400. Her daily double, that 15200 it was the largest one we have seen all season. And those three players, their final scores, highest combined final scores of the entire season with $108,200. This was a second chance game that proved exactly why we do this competition. I am holding back screaming expletives about how much I love this show. This is like <laughs> everything I live for. Um, and I, I just can't get enough of it. I want to watch it over and over again. You know, I my heart also sort of goes out to Sam yeah. and Jake. On the previous day's game, we've got a runaway with $12,000. Today, you're in third place with $35,800. <laughs> oh my God. And I just want to call out both Sam and Jake 100% correct in this game. And Juveria, 86%, which is also a very, very high percentage. Just impressive play across the board. What a game. Well, heading into Thursday, it was Iris Masucci, Karen Morris, and Michael Vaz. This was a slow but evenly matched game throughout. Karen chipped away at the board to form a lead in double jeopardy, which she took into final. Unfortunately for her, it was a triple stumper, and so it was Iris with that wise wager from second place who gets the come from behind win. Yes, I want to call out Iris. This is someone who has studied the game, knows how to make the right wager. So hat is off to you. I think sometimes when you witness, they're in the audience, they're watching these games. When you witness a game like that, it's kind of hard to then like get up on stage and just play after the explosion that you had just witnessed. I can't imagine. Yeah. Uh, one little, I just loved this moment, Ken Jennings, fun Cardi B clue in Double Jeopardy, sampling for 1200 Give me your best. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I okay. can't do it better than you or Ken. Well, uh, Ken did it incredibly well. It took me by surprise. You know, I'm just sitting there reading along with the script and I'm like, whoa. I mean, he really brought it for that one. 
Yeah, I do love the original Pete Rodriguez song that was sampled by Cardi B. I'm a big Boogaloo fan. I was just talking with a friend <laughs> about it. So, Boogaloo. It's good now. It's good then. Yeah. I like it like that. Okay, well, we closed <laughs> out the week with the first of the two-day Total Point Affair with Juveria Zahir, Jason Carpenter, and Iris Masucci. Wow, this was Juveria's game all the way. She got off to a blistering start and never looked back, scoring $20,000 in daily doubles alone on her way to an incredible one-day score of $51,200. Huge lead heading into day two. She will be very hard to catch, but as Ken said in the post-game chat, you know, it isn't over yet. We've seen so many comebacks in the second day of these two-day finals, but Buzzy, I've never seen a comeback with a first-place score of $51,200. That's big. Well, first of all, I'm weeping. I'm weeping with just admiration and joy at watching Juveria just obliterate that board. You know, it's not really about the other contestants when you're up there. It's really you against the material. What a beautiful thing. I, you know, I'm often the one to say, hey, it's only an effective lead of blah, blah, blah. This is an effective lead <laughs> <laughs> of like $17,000. That's yes. That is a big, big lead. But if Javeria can put up $50,000 one day, there's no reason Jason or Iris can't the next. So I'm still in this. Well, in the postgame chat, Jason said Javeria is a buzz saw on the buzzer. Then Ken asked Javeria, you know, about these huge wagers. And she said, when you lose once and this is kind of your last shot, you're like, I'm just going to do it. And I want to have fun and I want to be brave and I don't want to feel scared. As a mom of two daughters, like Juveria is, and those two daughters are in the audience, her daughters are the same age as my kids, and I just was so happy for her as a mom, as a parent, to have your girls watch you up on the Alex Trebek stage lead with such a fantastic example of being brave and not feeling scared, and look what happened. Yeah. She's heading into day two with a huge lead no matter what happens in that second game, she has just really proven that she absolutely has a rightful spot behind a podium on the Alex Trebek stage and more than likely a champion's podium. Yeah, well, I am uh, definitely tuning in tonight. This is a reason to tune in on Christmas to watch Juveria and Jason and Iris do what they do. All right. Well, it is now time for our host chat. An audience member asked Ken, what has surprised you the most about hosting? I mean, Alex made the job look so easy that I think a lot of people assume hosting Jeopardy is no big deal. The show kind of runs itself, but that's just because he was so smooth and graceful at it. He made it look easy. In fact, it's kind of difficult. I was particularly surprised by how hard Final Jeopardy is because they give me a card that has all these numbers on it. Here's what she had. Here's what she wagered. If she's right, it's this. If she's wrong, it's this. If she wins, here's what it is added to yesterday. You know, you get this card with like at least 10 numbers on it. And it took me a long time to not to be like, ah, like why, why are they giving me the world's worst Sudoku right now? I'm trying, to do, I'm trying to do Final Jeopardy. But like, I've had a few months to get used to it, and I'm a little smoother at Final now. Well, and we talked about this complicated Final Jeopardy card a little earlier. Shout out to Michelle Loud. In addition to being one of our co-head writers, she is also the mathematician behind the card. She figures out every scenario, and she writes it up beautifully for Ken in this you know, crossword puzzle looking sheet and hands it over. And 
when Michelle's done it, you never have to worry. It yeah. is absolutely 100% done correctly. And so you can just take those numbers and run with it knowing that she's done the hard part. You just have to figure out where you are on the card. <laughs> I do love also, I believe Michelle checks her work with an old school calculator. There's yes. no like iPhone calculator. She's got, you know, she's pushing buttons out there. Yeah, she's got her pencil, she's got her eraser, she's got her calculator, and oftentimes a Hello Kitty notebook. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it is now time to welcome to the pod Young Shin Wong. Hi, Young Shin. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Uh, it's great to be here and uh, still very unexpected and still very shocking. First of all, something unusual is happening, Buzzy. You and I are dressed up a little more than Youngshin. Yeah, first time that's happened. First time this has happened, because you are our award winner. You know, best yeah, dressed, this... the inaugural Jeopardy Honors winner. I Yes, uh, that was a... Amazing honor for me. Um, you just happened to catch me on the one day, the one day where I can work from home. So uh, okay. I have chosen to kind of be a little casual. In addition to being a champion's wildcard winner and a three-time champion, you also get to claim the best dress winner. You've got more bona fides than almost anybody. Yeah, it helped somehow, I guess. Uh, the bow ties were intimidating for people. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I, I did buy four new bow ties, and I swore, like Serena Williams with her tennis dresses, I was going <laughs> to de debut them all on national TV. I got to debut three of them. One of them didn't quite pass uh, wardrobe. Oh, uh, yeah. But happens. I will look for more for the Tournament of Champions. Yeah, you could possibly need a lot of ties. Yes. Action, so. <laughs> And I also want to bring it back to that award-winning moment of the best style because you actually accepted the award in style. You know, you had your trophy in one hand and your corona in the other. I think you had a great time at honors. Am I right? I did. I did. You know, the pressure was kind of off for me and uh, Emily Fiasco. We were just, you know, having a good time. I was just like, hey, I <laughs> think I'm supposed to have a drink here and there. Um, yeah. <laughs> when, when it was announced, I was like, oh, what do I, what do, I do with this drink? And my, my where friend- Where do I put was, this? <laughs> where do I put this? And my friend- what I went with was nowhere to be found. So I was like, uh, let me just bring it up and we'll just make this another live humiliating moment for Young. <laughs> I love it. Well, as you mentioned, you were our alternate for TOC last year. And so therefore you were there for the honors program. You were there for the initial tapings of the Tournament of Champions. And you were a three-game winner in your first run. So from the get-go, you have proven that you're a pretty good Jeopardy champion, Young Shen. Every you know, Jeopardy champion player it goes back to that one moment where they lost. I think what I need to do and what I need to focus more on is just like, I need to stop and think about things because like I react on gut instinct a lot of times. <laughs> and as uh, evidenced by the uh, run in the hearts tournament, I will just blurt things out that aren't quite the right answer when I could just think about it and actually get the right answer. So in that game, I was like, oh, the answer is clearly Zorro. And then, like, but I thought about it some more. I'll be like, oh, you moron. It's Sherlock Holmes. Like, <laughs> ah, and that cost me, like, a shot at the TOC that time around. But fate, thank you, Jeopardy, for giving me a second chance <laughs> and uh, letting me earn another spot, I guess. So it's I'm eternally grateful for that. You know, you were kind of one of those champions who had won games, didn't make it to the TOC, and you were seeing that we were doing the second chance competition. It's champions like you that I think champions wildcard, you know, it's why it came to be because we figured there has to be another gateway to TOC. If we're giving it to those people who didn't quite come up with a win, we've got to give it to those people who really were able to put together a run, but just not a strong enough one to make it to the TOC. Yeah, yeah, it's that's exactly right. You know, a lot of times Jeopardy is just, uh, it's like 60, 70 percent knowledge of what you know, what you accumulated throughout your life, and then 30% just luck and 
the categories you get that day. And sometimes, you know, it just the cards don't align for you. Uh, luckily, this time around, the, the cards did align for me. And I am uh, eternally grateful for that opportunity again. What did you do to prepare for this, you know, second opportunity? Usually, I, you know, people brush up on their weak spots. I tend to reinforce the areas where I, I know a lot. I listened to a, uh, a podcast on Shakespeare, made sure I had to get all the main characters down and all the plays. Uh, I watched a, a lot of opera on YouTube. Shockingly, a lot of it is free and available. So I watched like the entire ring cycle of opera. <laughs> and it turns out it's a pretty, it's a pretty involved kind of a Thor-esque uh, story. I, I did go back and look at some old questions. I, I think I went back from like starting in 2017 or 2018. Buzzy, I think I went through your run of uh, Jeopardy as well. I tried to like mm. at least go through four or five years of past Jeopardy questions just to like see what areas I didn't know. And every time I, I missed something or it was a fact I didn't know, I would write it down in this little notebook I had and I would just kind of drill it just to kind of like reinforce the rote memorization mechanism of your brain. And had you been trying to get on Jeopardy for a while or tell me about your young Shin Jeopardy journey? Well, I I was very, very lucky. Ah. I applied one time. I think it was like towards the end of 2020. We're all stuck at home and kind of bored. And one day I was just sitting on the couch, my phone, and I was like, you know what? I've been wanting to do this. Why don't we, why don't I just try to take the test and see if I can pass it on my phone? And apparently I did. And uh, I managed to pass the Zoom test and then pass the personality test, which normally <laughs> my personality is a little rough for people. So thank you, you call for that the gameplay audition, me... Young Shen. Yeah. We don't call it the personality test. We do give you a score, though. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted me as an alternate for one week, but I had filmed this other game show with Ken. Uh, I think it was called Masterminds on the Game Show Network. Uh-huh. But that unfortunately aired too soon for ah. Jeopardy. So I had to wait about a year, year and a half. And I finally got the call in about April of 2022 to, to, to be on alternate the first time. And then the next week they promised me I would be able to participate in one of the games. I was like, yes, absolutely. So I, I was really lucky to have just kind of a one audition shot at getting on. Um, and I know many people have applied many times. And so I was just super lucky and blessed to be able to just kind of apply and beyond as soon as I could. But stories like yours are exactly the ones that we want to tell because you had 15 minutes of free time and you said, you know what, I've always wanted to be on that show. Why don't I just take this little test, you know, sitting on the couch with my dog on my phone and look what happened. You're uh, headed to the Tournament of Champions. And $184,000 yes, plus. Yes, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. My, my dog did not help me cheat. He did not help me with any questions. Mm, um, he's okay. a, They rarely do. He's... He's a Slytherin like I am, so he's very clever, but we played fair and square. Well, we head into the quarterfinals of Champions Wildcard, and I think one of your secret weapons is your ability to come up with correct responses in final when you need them. And once again, you pull off a come-from-behind win in this quarterfinal game because Scott, you know, he was in the driver's seat because of that big daily double. That final Jeopardy question was really, really tough, and I was like, I think this is what they're going for here. And I had like a little watch party with some of my friends for that episode and no one could figure out what they were asking whatsoever. <laughs> and I was like, well, I think it's this fake made up language because I know William Shatner starred in the only movie ever filmed in Esperanto. So maybe that's what they're going for. It's like a universal language that people were made up. And so I went with that. And I got really lucky in that respect um, because they were both playing to win. and. 
if they had gotten it right as well, I think I would have been toast. Well, during the interview, you did reveal about this tattoo that you have that represents that you like to drink. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Sorry, listeners, you can't see it, but we get to see it. And so after the game, you know, you circled back to it because you just said, I'm so shocked and I'm going to buy drinks for everyone tonight because these guys are awesome. Yes. Did you, in fact, buy anyone drinks? Yes. At the end of the tournament, all the contestants were staying at the hotel. I was like, come up for happy hour. We're all exhausted, but I will buy you all drinks. The bar tab ended up being pretty significant, but I was like, you know what? Everyone deserves a free drink and it's, and it's time to relax. It's on me. Let's, let's, have, a, let's have a good time. That's I love awesome. that. So the hearts were able to bond. We were. We were. You know, this time around, we got to hang out in the green room and get to know each other. Mm-hmm. And in my regular life, my, my husband has like a very kind of low tolerance for uh, just like bouncing <laughs> facts back and forth. He's like, I don't uh-huh. care what the capital of uh-huh. Kyrgyzstan is. I don't care what the capital yep. of Tajikistan is. Please go bother somebody else with this. Mm-hmm. But in the green mm-hmm. room, um, you know, Tyler had a bunch of flashcards and we were just going over different things that he like found out and like I knew and, and just like going you know, back fun. and forth. So that was that was like a really fun, different experience from uh, the first time around. So yeah, we, we all bonded together. Uh, and actually we did karaoke afterwards as well. What? Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, what was the highlight? Who sang it best and what did they sing? Oh, Andrew Chaikin was by far the best singer. He sang right, Dock that, of the Bay that tracks. by Otis mm-hmm. Redding and he was amazing. I did my wow. my usual go-to, which was Lose Yourself by Eminem, but I think I had one too uh-huh. many drinks, so my cadence was off. <laughs> And I was like, you lost yourself. I lost in myself yes. in this. I love this. Now, is there a text chain with the hearts? Because we've heard, you know, with some of the other suits, they really can't get enough of each other and random facts and sharing and all that. Are you guys doing a text chain? Yeah, yeah. We have a we have a WhatsApp group going. It's going strong. We shoot each other random facts. And actually, um, Julia and I played uh, trivia with her husband right after we finished the tournament, and the three of us managed to get all questions right and beat, you know, four or five teams of like eight or nine people. That's awesome. Do you think you're going to have anyone in your cheering section from the hearts come TOC time? I would love to have anybody because I'm pretty sure my husband is going to be working. Ah. I usually go through these things like solo, you know, I'm kind of like a the gunslinger wandering around alone. <laughs> so I would love to have, you know, some support. Well, speaking of uh, apparently karaoke king, Andrew Shaken, uh, you faced him and Garrett Marcotte in your semifinal. Surprise, surprise, another come from behind win in this game. What is going on with you? Uh, you know, you got to keep us on the edge of our seat and come back in the final moment. Yeah, I, uh, that game I remember. This was your Southwest Airlines yes. response yes. Yes. for people Which... that may not remember. And I think you should have a lifetime, you know, free flights or something. <laughs> At least free peanuts. At least give me like an A, like boarding pass assignment, right? Like guaranteed A. Yeah, yeah guaranteed A for Southwest. Um, I, all I remember in that game was I, I remember Andrew getting that last daily double and jumping to a huge lead, and I was like, okay, well, I think there's like there were four or five two thousand dollar questions left, and I just had to get them all, or at least most of them, in order to even have a shot at avoiding a runaway. So I was just attacking, 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 and I kind of went into like a Taoist zone. I was like, okay, follow mm-hmm. the way, whatever will happen will happen, and just just go with the flow. So I, I did, and I managed to stave off a runaway. And I think the Final Jeopardy category was business, which is not normally something I would know, but it turns out it's the one business area I do know, which is airlines. I was like, okay, well, Young Shen, your gut instinct is this, it's Southwest. 
but let's think about this for a second before you, mm. you know, because mm. um, you don't yes. want to make a mistake Learning again. Learning from your past. Learning from my past. Um, so I was like, okay, well, it's not Delta. <laughs> that's an old one. It's not United. It's not Continental. That doesn't exist anymore. That was folded into United when they merged. Um, it's not American. And the fourth biggest is Southwest. It's not Alaska because they, they're, they're not that big. Southwest is much bigger. So it's got to be Southwest. Okay, process simulation. I reasoned it out. Let's, let's, let's go with that. Uh, yeah, that that was that was crazy. That that was by far the most exciting game and most exciting thing I've experienced on on a Jeopardy stage. So then you head in. You've got another come from behind win. You were the only one who was correct in that final Jeopardy, and you come into the finals, the two game total point affair, going up against Tyler Vandenberg and Gary Hollis. How are you feeling? You know, after your first two games, and what's your mindset heading in? I was like just excited to be in the finals. I was like, okay, you know, worst case scenario, I get to play two more times. That's amazing. Everything else is gravy. Like, this is just, you know, fun. I, I was just going in there like, I know a lot of stuff, but let's just focus on on buzzing in this time around. And let's let's not do the whole last syllable cadence thing. Let's just focus on the lights. That worked for you before. And it turns out it, it worked for me again. Well, right. Despite not finding any of the daily doubles in that game one nope. final, Gary finds all three of them. But you managed to really target those high value clues and you head into Final Jeopardy with the lead. But for the first time unable to Ugh. come up with the correct response and now that i i was like oh of course it's bull moose i was like <laughs> it, it's like oh come on jeopardy you got me there i was like i i know this answer but i just couldn't come up with an animal i was like is it a camel like what kind of animal are they talking about but then tyler got it and i was like ah it was the first game so i was like okay well i'm gonna like risk a, a lot because i think i would i would get found jeopardy but luckily i didn't risk that much so i would still be in contention yeah going into the second and game. as we recapped these games on the edge of our seat i was like if anybody can pull the come from behind yeah. win heading into day two and one thing i talked about was that you talked about how in your job you lose a lot yeah and i have a theory that that actually makes it easier for you to face some difficult you know adversity and still stay focused and do what you need to do show up like nothing happened oh yeah yeah no yeah absolutely um yeah every day uh as a public defender you know you're, you're faced with you know hostile da's hostile judges um people aren't sympathetic to your clients you, you do your best and every day you may you know lose but then you redefine what it means to win and going into like never expecting to win i think it it, it saves you from uh, the pressure of performing. So you just go in and do the best you can. And, you know, sometimes the spirit of uh, whatever thing you're channeling just takes over and then you just perform yeah. and then you, you don't have any pressure. So I, I think it, it, it does help. Factors ready to eat meals make eating better every day easy. When my schedule gets busy, it's nice to have pre-prepared, chef-created, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to my door. With over 35 different options a week to choose from and over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons, make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy with Factor. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Head to factormeals.com slash Jeopardy50 and use code Jeopardy50 to get 50% off. That's code Jeopardy50 at factormeals.com slash Jeopardy50 to get 50% off.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girly? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Well, heading into game two, the Daily Doubles did go your way in this Finally game. Finally found one. You know, you get the first one in Double Jeopardy, you declare, scared money don't make money. So you go big there, then you follow it up with a $10,000 Daily Double, and it doesn't even matter what happens in Final Jeopardy. You've locked this thing up before we even head into final of game two. How are you feeling? Did you realize? At what point did you know, I'm going to the TOC? I did not realize that until I started doing the math. Um, and I was like, oh, holy expletive. I don't think they can catch me, <laughs> but let me just do my math again. And I kept mouthing myself. I was like, oh, 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 oh. And then like, mm. I, I started having this like gag reflex. I was like, okay. <laughs> I think I had too much caffeine during lunchtime. Cause like my, my go-to is usually like some kind of lean protein vegetable and like a lot of caffeine. Am I going to throw up on stage? Oh, okay. I better not throw up on stage because that would be bad. Has that happened, Sarah? Mm, I don't remember that happening. No. No, okay. we've had some people feel pretty it nauseous. Could be, you could be never... another, like, you could hold another record. Yeah, you know, we you would could... definitely have to give out an award for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you teased it a little bit. Yes. But if, you, if you are a listener to the program, which I'm just going to go ahead and assume you are, I like to find out what our players' lunch orders are when they are here at the Alex Trebek stage. I tend to go with, like, whatever uh, kind of hot, like protein lunch special there is. Uh, so I usually get like a double protein order plus like vegetables, no no carbs, because I don't want to feel sleepy or sluggish. And then because I am a Slytherin, I, I tend to like think about <laughs> getting value added stuff. I get like a couple snacks for later on, like some beef jerky, some like mm. protein items. The and, archer, like, the archer yes. jerky. We have nothing but the best. Yes, <laughs> so good. Comes to the jerky. So good. Yeah. Um, Low sugar on that one. Yeah. Really high quality. And then uh, a couple of energy <laughs> drinks for later on in case I need to, you know, be on my most um, active or activated activated phase. <laughs> um, my other question that I like asking everybody is, is there a Jeopardy stat uh, from your time that you are most proud of? I think in one of the categories, it was like, was it like rearranging like phrases? A proverbial you, mess. It's yeah. called a proverbial, yeah. a proverbial mess. mess. Okay, that was it. I think I ran that category and I was like, wow, I like, I finally got a chance to run a, to run a category. And that's like a, a stat that most Jeopardy players would like love to um, yeah. have because a lot of times you know the answers. You just like, someone just beat you to the buzzer. Mm -hmm. um, but in this case, it, all the stars managed to align for me on that category. Well, Young Shin, is there a highlight? We know that's your favorite stat, but you've now been with us, you know, several games on the Alex Trebek stage. Any highlight that stands out among them? Um, all the games where I just came from behind, 
looking back on it, like watching it again, it's like, oh, that is that's really crazy. Like you were behind and then you managed to pull off a, a Hail Mary victory somehow. So all those are just really highlights for me. And just being with all the contestants, all the staff hanging out backstage, such amazing people working at Jeopardy and such amazing contestants. So looking ahead, now you know you're coming for the TOC. How are you preparing? What have you changed? What's going on? How, are, is there, are you assembling your sort of boot camp prep team? Talk to me. Uh, okay, so I'm taking a little break for the holidays, but I think... <laughs> Well-deserved. Good for you. Back in January, I'm also brushing up on what I should know and also some of my weak areas. So there's like a list of like AFI top 100 movies. I'm going to try to watch them all Mm. by the turn of champions and like look at, you know, directors, actors, awards. And I think just uh, a lot of survey courses as much as I can on various topics that I'm good at. But I just want to make sure that I'm on top of them. That's going to help me in the long run. Because a lot of times I just, like I said, I, I, I buzz in and I react on gut instinct and just blurt something out. I need to like just brush up on what I know to make sure that the right answer comes out, not the, not the wrong answer. And then just um, going back and, and looking at kind of the topics in the TOC that have been covered before and since I think would, would also help. Um, yeah, I, I'm more of a, um, if you can tell, I'm more of a random person. The more chaos there is, the better it is for me. I tend to be able to take chaos and just turn that into order. So the the, the more chaotic my studying, uh, I think the better I'll I'll try to do. Well, I like it. Looks like you have a, a lot of work ahead of you. I but do. one thing we are guaranteed is we're going to see fun, exciting, great gameplay from Young Shen Wang. You're such a joy to watch on the stage, and we can't wait to see you back here for the TOC. Thank you so much, and I will have some new bow ties, maybe some new suits. <laughs> maybe if they'll let me, I'll, uh, I'll wear a tuxedo. You can wear whatever you want. We'll let you wear a tux. All right. I love yeah. I love a smoking jacket. I love a tux. Uh, we want to wish you the happiest of holidays, and yeah. we will be seeing you in the TOC in 2024. Good luck. Same to you. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Can't wait to watch him in the TOC. I'm there. All right. Well, that wraps up today's show. We're going to be back in the new year for more Second Chance Game Highlights. Plus, we are going to speak all the way from Germany with our champions wildcard finalist, Tyler Vandenberg. I can't wait. I really want to wish everyone a happy holiday, a happy new year. And as always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow us at Jeopardy on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, on TikTok, on Twitter, X. And we will see you all in 2024. See you next year.